Hey everyone, it's the Monty Man, and you are about to take part in the experience, the strength, and the hope of this episode of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show. Hey, you! Yeah, you! Come here for a minute! I want to talk to you! What's the mama say? That's right! Brain needs an overhaul. When your heart is in pain, turn around, hit the ground. Time to lay your burden down. The views expressed on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice. Take 12 Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now, here's your host, The Man, The Myth, The Legend, The Monty Man. I'm telling you the truth, baby. I'm telling you the truth, man, I ain't gonna lie to you. I would not lie to you. Save my grace is the name of the game. Turn around, hit the ground, time to lay your burden down. Welcome to another fine episode of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show, broadcasting to you from the studios of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting in the outskirts of beautiful downtown Albany, Oregon. Uh, I am so glad that you're with us today for this very special broadcast. Uh, In the studio with me is my good friend, co-worker, colleague, and uh, just all around strange individual. Uh, and if you're on YouTube, you can see in there. Wait, wave, Scott. Yeah, there he is. That right then there is Mr. Scott Wolf. Now, listen, th- I'm just going to read this bio to you. It's great. Scott, uh, since 1981, has been performing the art of illusion and sleight of hand after witnessing a famous con game typically played on the streets of New York. What was the name of the con game? It was three card Monty. Three. Ooh, it's got my name in it. Yes. Ooh, I like it. My ego just just spiked. <laughs> um, several years later, he met and became friends with a television producer and director who was also a very talented magician. Uh, this mentoring relationship afforded Scott the opportunity to develop a highly professional stage show. Since that time, his career has taken him to several different countries on five continents around the globe. Are, are you tired? I am that, not. That's a, that's a lot of traveling. I still got a lot of energy in me. Do you? Uh, good yes. good deal. Enough for this show anyway. Uh, he's been featured on numerous television programs such as Inside Edition, Real TV, and the Ananda? Ananda? Ananda. An- Ananda Lewis Show. She was an MP- M- MTV. She was a VJ for MTV, yes. Okay. All right. 
Um, his unique and most dangerous fire-eating act has uh, garnered him spots on the 1993 movie Posse. And at the, okay, you pronounce it for me. Bellagio Hotel. The Bellagio Hotel and Mirage Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. Scott has collaborated with several highly respected magicians, including world-renowned illusionist Andre Cole, who is the creative consultant to David Copperfield. Scott is the past president of the International Brotherhood of Magicians, a member of the Society of American Magicians, as well as a member of the world-famous Magic Castle in Hollywood. Uh, California. Scott is a 2005 graduate of the Arizona Adult and Teen Challenge Program, and today he works in conjunction with his amazing ministry, putting hope within reach of those living with life-controlling issues and using his talent as an illusionist to teach people how easy it is for them to be deceived, right? Absolutely. So it's easy to be deceived. It is very easy. Many people get duped. Uh, uh, Today, even uh, people uh, uh, with a lot of education, uh, pastors have been duped. Uh, Yeah. Many Christians have been duped before. There's a lot of, I mean, I I don't want to throw the, well, why not? We're known to throw people under the bus here on Take 12 Radio. Um, So I will. I will throw the church under the bus a little bit. There's a lot of weird goings on in some of the churches today, right? There has been, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but the good news is the church wins because the, God's in control. Exactly. And we're just only human. I mean, we're, yeah. we're human beings. Uh, you know, we, uh, uh, we're, we're still, uh, you know, drawn to temptation and, uh, you yeah. know, and, and, and a lot of things can happen even with Christians. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Well, Scott is going to be sharing his experience, strength, and hope, what it was like what happened and what it is like today. Um, but before we get into all that, we're going to have some fun with Scott. And let's see. Hit it, Mr. Producer. All right. Hit it. Wait a minute. Come on. Hit it. Where are you? There it is. <laughs> and now. And now. Mm-hmm. It's the quiz of the week. That's right. All right, this is when we try to stump our guests with a little Take 12 trivia. Of course, this is a little magic trivia. All right. Some of these are pretty easy. Okay. Um, but we'll see. There's a couple of them that I scratched my head and went, what? All right. <clears throat> we got 10 of these puppies. Now, if you, if you, get, uh, if you get one right, you get a... Cowbell. That's Denver's cowbell that he donated to us. If you get it wrong, you get the fluff machine. All right? All right. Uh, number one. And if I need to go multiple choice with this, I will. But if you just know the answer, just blurt it out. Okay. Number one. Which uh, which of these popular magic tricks involves something called the golden illusion? You know what the golden illusion is? The golden illusion? Yes. Wow, that is a new one for okay. me. Okay. Here's your choices. Okay. Teleportation, bending a spoon, or sawing a woman in half. Sawing a woman in half. You are correct. Sawing a woman in half is known as the golden illusion. Number two. One of Harry Houdini's most popular escapes involved hanging upside down from a rope that was tied to his feet while wearing one of these supposedly escape-proof garments. What was it? That would be the straight jacket. It was a straight jacket. Yes, it was. It was not a full metal jacket, nor was it a black leather coat. (laughs) (laughs) 
Number three, Balducci and Ashra are both types of which commonly seen Levitation. magic trick? Very good. Levitation. Number four, which of the following magicians was mauled by an animal bringing an end to his 30-year career in magic? That would be Roy Horn. Roy Horn is correct. For $300. <laughs> Number five, what is the name of the Israeli entertainer who for many years claimed his abilities were caused by psychic gifts rather than magic or illusion? Uh, that would be uh, Yuri Geller. Yuri Geller is correct. It's not David Dior or Bill Bixby. <laughs> um, number six. On December 6, 1986, world-famous magician David Copperfield walked through which of the following objects? The Great Wall of China. You're just too good. <laughs> I mean, because he's done a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, the great yes, ball. Yes, he has. Yeah, number seven, Dorothy Dietrich, a prominent female magician, was the first woman to successfully pull off which of these tricks? What, uh, did she catch a bullet in her mouth? Did she make a pentagram disappear? Or did she levitate over Sydney Opera House? Catch a bullet in her mouth. Catch the bullet in her mouth. Wow, man, you need to be a millionaire. <laughs> All right. Uh, number eight. What is the real name of the master magician? That would be. Um, I, it, I'm having a senior moment. I know it. Uh, um, and this is the guy that breaks yes. the magician's code. Yeah, right, and by... they and they expose. He got exposed, and he took off his mask. Um, um, and I'm having a senior moment. Of course, I. Am okay. Does on his radio. first name start with a V, a J, or a P? Uh, it starts with a V. Valentino. Yes, Val Valentino would yep. be correct. Number nine, we're, we're around the corner here, buddy. Uh, which of the following names belongs to a famous magician who, in 2010, appeared to walk up the side Chris of Angel. Lux oh, God, would you stop it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Chris Angel. All right, here's your last one. Now, this one is a little tricky. Okay. Okay. Which of these is not a sitcom in which Bill Bixby appeared? My Favorite Martian, The Courtship of Eddie's Father. The Magic Man. Or The Incredible Hulk. The, the, oh, I know he was on a, a thing called The Magic Man, too. Um, so well, listen to the question really carefully. Okay. Which one of these is not a sitcom in which Bill Bixby appeared? My Favorite Martian, The Courtship of Eddie's Father, or The Incredible Hulk? The Incredible Hulk. And why would you answer that question, The Incredible Hulk? Because he was the he was in that. The but this is this one of these is not a sitcom in which he appeared. And Hulk was a sitcom. Um, no, you, your answer is correct, but I want to see if you know why. The, well, he's a he's a magician. Uh, Bill Bixby was. All right, I'll yeah, give it. He I'll, had his own show. Okay, well, I, I'll give it to you. The Incredible Hulk is not a sitcom. Okay. The other two are. Oh, okay. See, the question was. Which one of these is not a sitcom that he appeared in? See, oh, I had to stump you on yeah. something there. You I had to stump you on sneaky devil, you. the late Bill Bixby. <laughs> yeah, did you watch My Favorite Martian growing up? I did, yes. I love yeah. that show, yeah. man. Yeah, I did. Yeah, what a what a great thing. Just and to be able the Incredible to, Hulk. And the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> did you watch Courtship? Uh, of Eddie's father? Uh, yeah. Yes, some of them, yes. Let me tell you about my best friend. Yes. And one boy, cuddly toy, ups and downs, my bright and joy. There we go. All right. When we come back, uh, Scott's going to share some stuff with us, uh, maybe even a magic trick. 
and uh, we're going to talk about uh, his testimony, his his journey, really, um, before recovery, in recovery, and what he's doing now, right? So right. don't go away, my friends. Check this out. We'll be back right after this. Hey there, it's the Monty Man, and in studio with me right now is Pastor Sean Silveri and Khalil Burton. What exactly is Welcome to the Table? Well, Welcome to the Table is a podcast all about coming together and learning more about Jesus from one another. Um, the Table is a place of unity and conversation, so we wanted to capture that imagery. Yeah, and we're just simply on this adventure together, you know, talking through and plumbing the rich depths of the Christian faith and exploring how to be followers of Jesus together in a world of uncertainty and change and we just love for people to join us and be a part of the conversation money man sounds like a very powerful broadcast and we need to know how listeners can tune in yeah well we are on all major podcast platforms specifically apple Podcasts and spotify so you can check us out all you got to do is look up welcome to the table and you'll find us there you can also follow the links right here at take12radio.com Hey, check it out. You can now access all of our shows from a variety of podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, Podomatic, and Player FM. Simply search for Take 12 Recovery Radio, and you'll be tuned into the best in recovery broadcast journalism. Also available at Take12Radio.com. When I got back from Iraq, I just couldn't shake the guilt that I came home and 34 other men did not. There isn't a drink or a drug out there that can touch that kind of pain. Believe me, I tried. But when I heard a Teen Challenge story on the radio, I finally decided to get help. This program did for me what nothing else seemed to be able to do. It gave me hope. Now I can finally move on and live my life in a way that honors those who lost theirs. To locate a Teen Challenge Center near you or for more information, visit TeenChallengeUSA.com. All right, welcome back to the show. You've tuned in to the world's original and all this recovery talk and positive music radio broadcast. On the internet today, Take 12 Recovery Radio. Our guest in the studio today is Mr. Scott Wolf. There he is. Thumbs up, red shirt. I love it. Uh, and he's going to be sharing his experience, strength, and hope uh, with us. Um, but are, we're going to have a little fun sure. right now, right? Awesome. So Scott's going to do a little little illusion here, a little magic trick, a little little something, something. All right. Is the camera able to catch the table a little bit here? Okay. Yeah, okay. I can I, I can actually catch the table just fine. All right. And I'm going to try I may have to adjust the mic. I don't know, but let me go ahead and give this a shot. This is actually the first card trick that I learned um, uh, oh. that inspired me to become a magician. And it uses three cards. Um, it's a famous card trick that's played on the streets of New York City. And I had this guy walk up to me and he goes, look, are you a betting man? And I said, well, I don't know. It depends. He goes, well, how would you like to win some quick money? 
And I okay. said, sure, anybody would like to win quick money. So he showed me three cards, okay? The first card he showed me was a joker, and he lays that face down on the table. The second card he showed me was also a joker, and lays that on the first joker. The third card he showed me was the queen of spades. Now, he said the queen of spades is right there. No gravity, no strings <laughs> attached. And the queen of spades is the money card. You have to try to keep your eye on the queen of spades. If you do, you win. If you don't, you lose, okay? So he showed me the queen of spades again, and he tried to be sneaky and sneak it on the bottom, and I caught him. He goes, look, if you find a queen of spades, you win a buck. If you can't, you lose a buck. I said, of course. You just stuck it right there on the bottom. He says, no, you lose a buck. I said, well, it's the queen wow. of spades on the top then. And he says, no. He says, no. Wait. <laughs> it's the queen of spades on the top then. And he says, no, you lose a buck. I said, well, is it in the middle? He says, no, you lose a buck. I said, look here. I don't even think you're using the queen of spades. He says, no, you lose a buck. I said, well, if the queen of spades is on the bottom, it can't be on the top then. And he says, no, you lose a buck. I said, well, it's on the bottom and the top. It can't be in the center. He says, no, you lose a buck. I said, look here, you got to be using more than three cards. And he goes, one, two, three cards, you lose a buck. This is seven bucks I already owe this guy. So I started walking away, and he goes, wait a minute, I tell you what, we're going to bet double or nothing here. We're going to use two cards. We're going to use a joker, and we're going to use a queen of spades. If you could tell me the next card I have in my hand, you win. If you can't, you lose. Monty, what did you think it was? I'm going to say it's a joker. See, that's exactly what I thought it was, too. But it was the ace of diamonds. Oh, man. And I lost uh, 14 <laughs> bucks. It's the story of my life, you know? That's great. <laughs> Never bet another man against his own game. That's so. great. That's great. That's great. So um, if you're not watching on YouTube, you missed that. So what you want to do is you want to go back. Uh, if you're listening on uh, one of the audio podcasting platforms, and you want to go back uh, onto our YouTube channel, you can go to youtube.com forward slash Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, Meyer, M-E-Y-E-R, or just go to the YouTube link at take12radio.com and watch um, the trick that he just did. And what's that called again? That is called Three Card Monty. Three Card Monty. Yeah. I like it. My very first trick. I've yeah. Been, I've been doing it ever since, but there's a lot of other things I do, too. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is. And by the way, I haven't gotten my key yet. And I'm not going to say what that oh, is. I'm not going to give that right. away yet. But I'm getting, I'm getting. Well, manufacturers have been closed. Okay. And so, um, listeners, you'll you'll get. I'm going to show you a little magic trick of my own that Scott taught yeah, me. Once absolutely. I get my magic key. Um, but anyway, yeah. so so good stuff. So you've been doing this for quite a while. Uh, what got you into uh, illusion and trickery? Exactly what I just showed you. I had a guy. Uh, uh, show me a, a trick and I was in job corps during the time um, and it was back in 19 uh, about 1981 yeah <laughs> and uh, and all of a sudden it, that trick completely blew me away and I had to figure out how it was done mm -hmm. so I uh, went to a magic shop uh, when I um, you know got home um, after uh, after job corps and it was a local magic shop called uh, Zizo's Magic Shop, Magic Castle, actually. Zizo's uh -huh. Magic Castle is what the name of it was. And I explained, uh, you know, the trick verbatim to the magic shop owner. And he said, oh, he's like, I know exactly what you're talking about. And uh, so he sh he sold me the rights to the trick. He sold me the secret. Uh -huh. And so I bought it. And ever since then... Uh, you know, I've been really inspired by magic. Um, he was looking for a, an assistant manager to oversee his, his store. And he actually brought me on as an assistant manager. I had no experience, wow. no nothing. Um, and he says, don't worry about it. I'll let you take some of the things home. You could start practicing mm -hmm. and working with some of the things. And that's exactly what I did 
I would sit at the table eight hours a day uh, just reading uh, uh, book after book and just studying different moves and different slights and uh, and, uh, and you know my fingers would start hurting and everything with uh, the different card slights that I was trying to practice and the, oh. holding the coins in my hand yeah. the right way and um, but I've been inspired ever since. Um, I uh, got hooked up with a, uh, a, a Christian magician um, who was a commercial producer director. And so um, he would take me into his studio and right. start mentoring me. And he'd take me into his studio and we had like four different camera angles pointed at me. Um, and he would he would just say, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. And I'd over and over and over again, I'd have these camera angles pointed at me. We'd view them different yeah. angles. And we'd do that till like five o'clock in the morning. Wow. And uh, so I would just be up just practicing and lots and lots of practice. He, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, his name is Alan Roscoe and he, uh, really amazing Christian. Um, and he, uh, really worked with me and, and mentored me and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and got me to, perform uh, magic in a in a very unique way um you know most people see magicians with top hats and capes and sure and sure. bow ties and all the stereotype stuff. yeah yeah, yeah. So they stereotype a magician but i was doing magic and in some very unique ways uh and and performing so i had i had a, i even had a a girl when i went over to uganda and one of our teen challenge ladies came up to me after i was performing she's like i've never saw magic like that before mm. Mm. So, uh, and that's what people are hungry for. They're, they're hungry for something new, right? Exactly. They don't want the same old thing uh, when it comes to a lot of stuff, especially in the entertainment world. So they want something new, something fresh, something they can go, I've never seen that before. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So let, so before we get into your your story that has kind of a messy side, okay. right? Because you can't have a message without the mess, right? right? Um, because we want to talk about your experience, strength, and hope, and, and your own re- personal recovery. Um, but I want you, if you would, would you address to the people of faith, particularly the Christian people of faith, um, that may be concerned or have the viewpoint that what you do, how can what, how can you do what you do and claim Jesus Christ as your higher power, per se, Right when magic is of the devil, it's evil, mm-hmm. it's it's trickery, it's lying and deceit, and blah 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 blah. We've heard it all, right? Yep. Address that if you would, because I want to put some people's minds at ease. Here. Sure. Um, it kind of starts with the book of Deuteronomy, where God condemns uh, these things. Uh, he condemns sorcery and witchcraft, and uh, you know. Uh, and, and fortune telling and, and things like that. He mm-hmm. condemns those things. Not, so that is true. That is true. Yeah. Absolutely. And not one of those things um, in Deuteronomy describes anything that I'm do with uh, as a stage magician, as a stage performer mm-hmm. um, that does sleight of hand. Um, my job as, a, as an illusionist is to create the appearance of the supernatural. Nothing what I do is the supernatural. Because any eight-year-old child can do what we do as magicians with fifteen years of practice. Sure, and uh, and it, and it goes and it ties into with one verse in the Bible, and that's Psalms uh, seventy-two eighteen, where it says, "Blessed be the Lord thy God, 
the God of Israel, who alone works wonders, and that word alone is solitary by itself. Wonders simply translated meaning miracles, that only God can do miracles. Only God can do these things. And God does not share his glory with no one, not even Satan. Um, people tend to put Satan up onto this pedestal uh, saying, ooh, he's got these supernatural powers and he can do these things. But Satan has to use a big lighter, just like the rest of us, to produce fire. And uh, because if he could do that, then that's right. something from nothing. It's the Greek word ex nihilo, which meaning something from nothing. Which only God can do. And only God can do that. Can create something from nothing. Exactly. Yeah. And that goes right back to Pharaoh's magicians when they tossed their staffs. That was on, all illusion. That was all illusion. That uh, wasn't really from Satan. Exactly. Right. And I would love to sit and just totally describe that whole entire scene uh, of how magicians could easily produce canes uh, or produce snakes uh with a cane right and uh, we did it in one of our shows one time mm-hmm. and I, I know that's a real snake because i actually got bit by it loading it up <laughs> backstage uh it wasn't a poisonous snake but it was uh it wasn't happy going into the right. thing that was right. going in so what moses was doing was supernatural power from the spirit of the holy god exactly what pharaoh's magicians were doing was baloney exactly yeah because it uh they say they did the people say says they say Look, they did the same thing. And I'm like, no, they didn't do the same thing. Read on. It says they did the same thing by using their knowledge of the secret arts. And as a magician, illusionist, ah. I have knowledge of the secret arts. You can't put a period after they did the same thing. Gotcha. You know, you have right. to actually read on and understand. But when they got to the gnats mm-hmm. and the plague of the gnats, they couldn't duplicate it. They walked up to Pharaoh and they said, that's the finger of God. They, they couldn't touch it. So right. if they had supernatural powers, why couldn't they do the gnats? Interesting, yeah, interesting. Exactly. Yeah, really good point. Really good point. Um, so, what you do is is for entertainment. Um, it is also, though, um, you you state that you are also teaching people how easy it is to be deceived. Exactly. Yes. And, and why the passion to do that? Because people are uh, so easily misled with all the claims of. Uh, you know, uh, the supernatural, uh, mm-hmm. claims of like, uh, you know, talking uh, to the dead, talking to the dead, yeah. uh, like with, uh, uh, John von Pra, Sylvia Brown and John Edwards in their show when they were talking to the dead, yeah. people like this prey on people who are, uh, are, who are hurting inside yeah. and who want answers so that, that people prey on that. And so my job, my calling as a magician uh, is to expose people like that for their uh, for their fraud uh, work, and uh, the, you know if people have making are making claims, it's usually the magician that they call on the scene first mm-hmm. to expose those claims because the magician could see the deception behind. It. Do do you think any of those three that you just named? Do you, do you think they know exactly what they're doing, or do you think some of them actually are deceived themselves and they believe what they're doing is good? I think it's both. Um, a little of both. I, yeah. A little of both. I mm-hmm. think they know exactly what they're doing. Um, it's money involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, they're but doing let me play devil's advocate. Yeah. Don't you get paid when you do a show? I do. Okay, so I'm playing devil's advocate here. I understand, but yeah. it's not the first thing because I love to perform. And um, right. I have, uh, you know, I, I could be out making tons of money like some of my magician colleagues. Right. Um, and and making a lot of money. I could be working Vegas. I could be working cruise ships if I wanted to. But I want to do it for ministry. I yeah. want to use it as a tool to uh, to to lead people to Jesus Christ. I gotcha. want to I want to do it that way. 
um, and and not just for the money and everything. I I love to perform, and but you got to pay your bills, and I got to pay my bills. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're not getting rich off this. I mean, I I mean, I know what you drove up in. This is your brand new, very used. SUV because you've gone through what a couple of broken down cars this year three cars <laughs> yeah so you're not you're not rolling into buckos no but you're doing this kind of stuff because you do want to help people you want to help people see how easy it is to be sidetracked I do right very much so yeah. yes so speaking of being sidetracked you got sidetracked I did a while back right quite a while back but what was going on you you you're in ministry right now in fact we're colleagues we work together exactly out at uh the adult and teen challenge center in shed oregon which is part of the network uh, of worldwide teen challenge programs that to, to now has surpassed salvation army and victory outreach and those guys is the largest of its kind faith-based drug and alcohol life controlling issues uh you know dealing with people and helping them recover from those um, but things weren't always going that well for you. You kind of were going down the tubes. What was going on, man? I, uh, started having some, uh, marital issues. Um, I had an 18 year marriage and, uh, started having a lot of issues and I started showing a lot of resentment, uh, mm-hmm. towards my marriage. And, uh, so I started basically sabotaging myself. I was, uh, traveling with, uh, world round illusionist, Andre Cole, at that time, and um, and and there was times, you know, when we get to the hotel, and I'd go run off, and I'd start drinking, mm-hmm. and, um, start doing, um, you know, lines of cocaine, and uh, and I I would I would be even be backstage, and uh, you know, while he's out there preaching the gospel, and I'm sitting there doing lines of cocaine, and wow. uh, and everything like that, yeah. and uh, I was just totally just can completely sabotaging my whole entire life birthed out of resentments yep out of resentment uh and just uh you know just uh you know not a really good marriage situation that i was yeah yeah my goodness and we we talk about that in the recovery community how resentments are the number one offender it'll take more people out than anything else right and it was taking you down and because of that i was forced to leave the ministry and Mm -hmm. that caused even more resentment Mm mm-hmm um, and, uh, so that's where the heavier drugs started coming in with the meth and the crack cocaine, uh, started right. coming in. Yeah. How long were you out there doing that stuff? A couple of years. A couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. And, but what changed? So that was what it was, you know, what was going on? What happened to move you out of that? When I was in, uh, I had, uh, ran off, uh, left my family, uh, you know, my wife and everything. Uh, and I went to Alaska to be with my mom. When Mm -hmm. I got to Alaska to be with my mom, I didn't realize that, uh, she loved cocaine too and Uh uh, and everything else. (laughs) So we ended up partying together a lot and, and my mom was a big drinker. So we ended up drinking a lot. And, uh, so I was over there, uh, you know, partying and doing, um, the crack cocaine and the meth and just going back and forth, uh, with it. I went to a church service uh, one day there in in Anchorage, and there was a black preacher, and I never forget this moment. And she walked up to me, and she said, called me by name, and she said, "Scott, you have got to get off that crack cocaine. It's going to kill you someday." Mm. And uh, to me, I looked at at that as a prophetic word right. uh, from her, and uh, that instantly I just felt that overwhelming 
Holy Spirit still tugging at my heart and everything. Um, even though I walked away from God, he was always there. Uh, even through my yeah, addiction. Yeah, he had never left you. He was always right. yeah, there yeah. in my addiction. And so I got on the phone and I just broke down and I confessed to Andre Cole. I called Andre and I said, look, this is everything I've been doing. And even said, uh, you know, what I've been doing with ministry and yeah. why, why we're wow. on the road. I And then I called a friend of mine with Family Life Radio, Rod Robison. Uh, who, by the way, is the author of the book uh, Unmasking the Masquerade, and I'll tell you a little bit about that, too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he said, can you wait for about a week? Uh, we're going to go ahead and get some money together. We'll fly you out of Alaska, and uh, we're going to bring you back to Tucson, and we're going to put you in the Teen Challenge. And that was the agreement, right. and, uh, and I agreed to that. And you went into the Arizona Teen Challenge program. Arizona Teen yeah. Challenge. I Great uh, folks. Yes. Great folks. Exactly. The Hi, Pastor Rick. Yeah. Hey, hey, Snow. <laughs> yeah. These guys, I tell you what, uh, Snow Peabody uh, and Pastor Rick uh, have have just completely inspired my life. Uh, wow. They worked with me. Um, I I think I did 15 months of my program because I had a lot of anger issues when I went in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And God was totally just ripping my heart apart. And uh, so he could, yeah. like, do some massive surgery there. And, uh, and then, and then he would show me those things. And so that's, wow. uh, that's how I got into, that's how I got into teen challenge. So I, 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 yeah. I went through that whole program. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about snakes. They got, they got rattlers out there, don't they? They do. Yes. Yeah. The Christian life ranch, yep. Denver, one of my co-host listeners, uh, and I traveled out there a couple of years ago and it was like five minutes before we got out of the car. They had just, they had just moved. A huge, this rattler was fat, man. He was big. And they had just moved him off the little cement patio right before you go into the where the chapel is. And right. They go, you guys, are, you guys missed him, man. We just moved him. <laughs> and and he, he, they were telling us that. I said, what do you do? Well, he said, we don't kill him because they, they kill the desert rats. Right, right. That chew through the wires in the muscle cars that they repair to raise money for the ministry. They come in handy. Right? So they got to keep them alive. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but listen, if you want to walk out of the Christian Life Ranch and leave your program prematurely, be my guest. Yep. You got a long uh, walk. You got a long walk, <laughs> and you're going to run into some sneaky snakes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's fantastic. So so you you, you went through the program. It's a, it's a year there? Yes, yes. Okay, you did an intake. Right? Did you go through the intake and then go to Christian Life Ranch? Or? Yeah, the way they have that operated is you go into the induction center for about four months. Induction center, yeah. Then they yeah. ship you up to the Christian Life Ranch for about seven months. And yeah. Then back to the, your uh, original in, uh, uh, intake center where you came in at. And then there you're on your reentry program. Right. So uh, they got it set up a little bit different to where you could uh, you start uh, helping to oversee some of the students uh, mm-hmm. that are now coming in. Uh, you're there as an encourager. Um, so you have a few more responsibilities than the other students that are coming sure, in because sure. this is your reentry program. So you're learning how to get out uh, and about and get a job and everything else. So. Everybody's, everybody's uh, experience in, in, especially when it comes to mind-altering substances, we know there's lots of other uh, life-controlling issues. Um, but particularly with those uh, cocaine, methamphetamine, marijuana, alcohol, etc. Um, everybody's experience is a little different. Some people have a white light experience, kind of like Bill Wilson, the co-founder of AA, where, I mean, God appeared to him in a white light and said, I'm the God of the preachers. Mm-hmm. And Bill never drank again, right? 
Other people, it's a gradual thing. Maybe they experience a few relapses, um, but their recovery keeps improving. You know, uh, other people, they may not pick up again, but man, they struggle. Um, but God is still with them. So what was your experience? I mean, you went in there and was everything hunky-dory after a year? Or did you struggle a little bit too? No, I uh, I still had some struggles. Uh, when I left uh, after my internship with Teen Challenge in Arizona, I uh, left to uh, Lebanon, Oregon here. Oh, okay. And uh, to be a part of the TCMI program, which is Teen Challenge Ministry Institute. Right. Uh, it was kind of set up as a college there. So, you know, mm-hmm. the guys were living upstairs and the girls were living downstairs. <clears throat> Uh, so I went through probably about a year, year and a half of that, but you know, and that's when I, you know, met my wife, uh, she was a children's, uh, uh, pastor at, yeah. uh, at Lebanon first assembly of God. And, uh, that's where I met her and everything else. And, uh, uh, and it was great. It was really great, but, uh, you know, I've still had some ups and downs and I still had this issue of sabotaging myself and feeling mm. sorry for myself and playing victim. Right. Um, and so it started off compromising with just a cigarette at work at Safeway when I worked there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then it went into drinking and it got worse and it got worse and I started drinking more and more and more. Luckily, it never turned to the drug part and right back into the drugs. So you never went back, went back to narcotics, right? Just alcohol and tobacco. Yep. Yeah. So I ended up doing a restoration uh, at the Shed program. Okay. Uh, where you currently work? Where I currently work now? Yes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, did a restoration and just God, you know, had to get me back on track. And sometimes He does. You know, yeah. sometimes we have to, you know, we'll take a couple steps back and for in order for God to bring us a step forward. And hit the reset uh, button. Yeah, yeah. So it happens. He has to bring us around. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I have this. So my, my sponsor in AA used to always tell me, relapse is never, ever a part of recovery. Right. Until it happens. <laughs> if it happens, then it can be. Right. And it becomes part of your journey. It becomes a part of your story. Exactly. You know. You know. Um. And 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 so yeah. I I I mean. It is not uncommon, particularly with today's substances that are so weird. Right. There's some funky stuff going on out there, man. Yeah, some of the some of the stuff that they're doing now uh, will kill a person quickly. And yeah, you don't uh, know if you got it in that bag that you bought or not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even the drugs back then. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the drugs back in my day and your day, they kill you too. It still kill you. Yeah. But today, it's just it's it's really bad. I mean, they're making stuff with bug sprays and gasoline and. Raid and red phosphorus and kitty litter and yep, you know cow dung and it's it's insane. Elephant poop and (laughs) I don't know. And you name it. You say poop on the air? (laughs) I think so. I don't think it's one of the seven words. Um, Okay, so what are you doing? So what it was like? What happened? But what is it like today? What what are you doing today? You're like a you're like a mentor guy. You're like tell us what you're doing out at the uh, Shed Center of Adult Teen Challenge. I am a recovery coach, uh, so I I get to hang out with the guys. I get to uh, just spend time with them and build relationships with them, uh, and just be a part of their uh, recovery and mm-hmm. their program. Uh, you know, because when a when a student comes into the program, especially their first two weeks uh, there for orientation, is probably the most crucial part. You know, and these guys, 
they don't know what to do and they don't know right they're acclimating to the program uh and uh so and many times you know just having a person there that they could talk to that they could rely on mm-hmm. uh it helps these guys and granted it doesn't work all the time i mean you get guys no matter what you say to them no matter what you do yeah you you get uh you get uh students that just uh they're still they're in their in that rut and they can't come out and they don't want yeah. to come out maybe they're there because they want the consequences to stop right but they're really not ready to stop stop right or exactly. stay stopped yeah you know um and then and then when the light comes on it's like wow i'm here to be a maximum service to god and the people he puts in my life who knew exactly who knew i've you know? seen some amazing miracles i've seen god do some amazing work in people yeah uh the minute they start uh being obedient to god um, you, you just see God do a, like a massive heart change on these guys sure. and people that you're looking at, there's no way you're going to make it. And, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. you're just, you're, you're tore up from the floor up. And, uh, right. and so, but God all of a sudden just starts to build them up and they, yeah. they have a breakthrough and, and I've seen it. So I've been in this ministry long enough to see it. We have a lot of listeners, um, that are not necessarily from the faith community that listen to this show anyway which I'm always grateful for. Right. Um, and uh, some of them, I actually get hate mail every week. I get love mail too. Um, but some of them are like, you know, too much God talk, you guys, too much God talk. And right, I'm like, right, okay. listen, and most of them are from secular 12-step programs. Okay. And my response to them is, if you would read your literature, right, not necessarily listen to everybody in the rooms, but read your literature, what you would find is the entire purpose for the literature, which is the program, right, right, you would see the entire purpose is to help you develop a relationship with a power greater than you to help you solve your problem. Right. And if that's what your organization isn't doing or your particular group, in my opinion, that's not a good representation of that group, right, uh, of that organization. Um, and so I'm like, uh, listen, all we're doing is we're cutting to the chase here. We're going for the jugular, jugular, right? We're going right to the heart of the problem, which is that we have a God-shaped hole, and we're trying to fill it with everything but God. Right. And here at Take 12 Recovery Radio, we know that the the solution to breaking stigma, the solution to breaking the addiction problem, um, is to develop a relationship with the God who is God. Right. Um, And so that's something that you help these guys get a grasp on exactly and we make no apologies for it here at the radio station you you brought up a book that you wanted to talk about real quick um from your friend that was the author yes uh my friend uh, rod robinson uh <clears throat> used to work with family life radio mm-hmm. uh, he is the author of the book called unmasking the masquerade along with uh, two other uh magicians uh adrian van vactor and dr toby travis um and what they do is in this book, they uh, expose some of the deception, uh, like fear, the supernatural, uh, and you know, things like raising the dead. They talk about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, talking, communicating to the dead. They talk about that. Uh, and uh, so that is all in the book. Uh, what is fascinating is at the end of the book, my friend Rod uh, put my story, my Teen Challenge story. Oh, wow. In the back of that book. Um because he talks about deception mm-hmm. and how easy we can be deceived. 
Um, and, uh, and I was easily deceived. I was deceived sure. by a lie <clears throat> and, uh, a lie that I wasn't good enough or, you know, I couldn't do anything. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and I would, and, and I, and my life wasn't worth it. Um, so those are all lies from the enemy yeah. and I bought into that lie and that's what got me into my addiction. And that's what started me on this rabbit, uh, going down this rabbit hole, uh, that I couldn't get out of. Do you, do you think, and when we're talking about people like John Edwards, for instance, right? Um, do you think that when people, they're, they're, they're being sold this bill of goods that they're talking to their dead loved ones and their dead loved ones are telling them, don't worry, I'm okay. You know, I forgave you. I'm proud of you. All this kind of stuff. That <clears throat> it's not actually their dead loved one. If anything, it's the person facilitating it, saying the right things, or if it is spiritual, that it's definitely not the dead loved one, right? But something not good. Exactly. Uh, the uh, what these guys do is they're really good talkers. They have a gift of gab mm-hmm. that they could talk through, so they're good listeners. Um, Usually a psychic, even a magician, um, you know, we have to study some form of psychology. Yeah. Uh, so we know how people are thinking and, 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 and responses and things. And so the psychic, what they do is they listen to people. Uh, they're almost kind of like those evil counselors, you know. That, right, that, right. That, but they're good listeners. Right. And uh, so they'll listen to a conversation that people say. And what they'll do is they'll skip over that. And they'll bring it up later. Well, normally a person's thinking is they there's that relapse, there, there's that lapse of time there mm-hmm. that they totally forget. Like I never told him that before. Right. Well, actually, you did. And so th- this is what the psychic plays on. And so when they're trying to saying that they're communicating with the dead, on top of that, they're playing on the emotions when yeah. people are hurting, and uh, that's that's when you're most vulnerable in uh, trying to find answers and you're trying to find, you know, yeah. you know, because you lost a loved one or something. So you're trying to find answers. And so you are able to easily be duped by things like this, by John Edwards and Sylvia Brown and those guys, when they're, when they're uh, trying to communicate with the dead, they rattle on. Sometimes they're like, uh, and he said this and this and this, and they, they watch people's reactions mm-hmm. because when people are like, no, nah, not really. They watch for that little telltale sign. So they go, and then they're like, but no, actually it was this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm yeah. getting this. And I've seen that. Right. Yeah, they'll play on that. Okay. I'm seeing I'm 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 seeing a red, a red, red and then they could tell by their body language a, a, a blue, blue no green green, green. It's green. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Because because the person has responded right. with their body language, the way their their eyes are everything else. Yeah. And and the person listening forgets about red and blue. Right. Right. Yep. They use yeah. they use tactics yeah. called cold reading and everything else. I mean, they they know they're making they, bucks too, man. They know more about that person, and then uh, we live in a world of the internet, right. so it's easy to bring up anybody's information online. So, so my take on that was always: listen, if people can find the comfort that they're looking for in something false, then why would they need Jesus? That's kind of what they're thinking is a lot of people exactly. that are anti you know, religion or anti-church. I throw this out there kind of tongue in cheek because Jesus isn't about that. He's about personal relationship. Right. But why do I need a relationship with somebody I'm not sure I believe in anyway when I really do believe in Uncle John and he's talking to me, right? So Mm -hmm. now I have all the comfort I want. 
I'm going to see him on the other side. So why do I need Jesus? And I don't you think that that is the great deception that the enemy uses these these people for to deflect them away from the Savior? Exactly. Yeah, and he does. Uh, he did that at the beginning in Genesis uh, when he was trying to do that with Eve. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, go ahead and, and eat the apple. You know, God doesn't know what he's talking about. You know, you yeah. can, you, you could uh, you'll be able to know. Uh, evil and you'll be able to know all this stuff your eyes will be opened yeah you know when he uses those things like people are like wow i want my eyes to be open sure i want to be like god and uh, so all these things are exciting and so the enemy tries to create that yeah uh, to draw us away from god right but we do need a savior because we are uh we are a uh we we can't do it ourselves Mm -hmm. we really Mm -hmm. can't do ourselves A, a lot of people say that oh yeah i could do this by myself and but you really can't, and you're not either. You really can't. Maybe, yeah. Maybe temporarily, sure. Things look like they're going right, good, right. But they're not because we do need a savior. Yeah. We need a savior to uh, to guide us, to lead us, to love us. And I've never felt more love uh, from anybody than what I feel with Jesus Christ in my life. There you go. So if the problem is not the drugs and the alcohol, the problem is that we're powerless. Exactly. Then our solution is that we need a power. Right? And if you're powerless, Scott, and I'm powerless, zero plus zero is zero. Right? And so if a room full of people in a church, an AA meeting, an NA meeting, a celebrate recovery meeting, if we're all powerless, zero plus zero is still zero. Right. So we need a power, and I'm sorry it's not electricity or the ocean. Right. So why not the power of the God who is God? Right. Why would you go for second best anyway? Yep. You know. Exactly. So yay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, nowhere, nowhere in the history of this world have, is there any book ever written than uh, God's word, and that's the Holy Bible mm-hmm. and His word. And nowhere in the history is there any other book that is written that shows how much a God loves you. Not Buddha. Not uh, you know. Not any of these. The Quran. Uh, not, yeah. Not, not any yeah. of these things ever say anything about a God that truly loves you but the Holy Bible does. And none of them claim to be the Son of God. Right. They'll, they'll line Jesus up in their super, line up of superstars. Yep. But then he, they call him a liar because he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. Right. Well, So he's lying? He nope. can't be a good teacher and a prophet and be lying at the same time. God can't right? lie. Just right. like, just like <laughs> you know, just like Satan can't tell the truth. There's no truth in right, him. Right. There's no lie in God. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. So Jesus has changed your life. You are now in ministry. You are working with people. And that's what like step twelve is all about. We we learn to practice these principles that we've learned in all our affairs and give away what's been given to us. And that's what you're doing. Right. Um with with adult and teen challenge. If somebody wants you to come and do uh, a show for them. All right. Are you available to do that? I am very okay. much so. Tell us how. My, uh, they can go go ahead and call me at five zero three nine one nine five zero four zero, and uh, just go ahead and uh, we'll see what if what availability I have on my calendar. Give me that again. Five zero three. Five zero three. Right. Nine one nine. Nine one nine. Five zero four zero. Five zero four zero. Yes. Okay. And uh, and then I'll go ahead and uh, get you on the calendar. Uh, try to give me at least thirty days in advance, sure, uh, so I could plan for that. Uh, the my my main purpose and my main audience that I love to play uh, play to is I love to do outreach ministry shows uh, where I could 
uh, where I could utilize my talent as an illusionist, yeah. but also I could uh, share the gospel and I yeah. can share my story. Um, and uh, and usually a lot of times, you know, I want the proceeds to go to Adult and Teen Challenge. And that's where I want the proceeds to go to. Amen. That's great. Your website is Magician Scott Wolf, W-O-L-F dot com. Magician Scott Wolf dot com. You can follow the links here at Take 12 Recovery Radio as well. Any closing thoughts? No, not at all. This is great. Yeah. I get to, you know, share with the world and, and I love I love doing that. Do we work together tonight? We do. We do. All right. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, we're working together tonight. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, it's been an absolute privilege to have you on, man. Thank you so much. Absolutely, Monty. And you get a you get an official your the cup you're drinking out of doesn't say take twelve radio on the back. This one, yeah, this one has the Monty Man and Take Twelve Radio on the back. Oh, nice! So you get an official Take Twelve Recovery Radio mug. Yes, indeedy. Hold it up to the camera there, so people see. If if you would like your own official Take Twelve Recovery Radio mug, visit us at take12radio.com and scroll down to the bottom of the page, and you'll see there it'll say "Get Your Mug" or "Get Our Mug," awesome, something like that. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, there's a way you can actually get it for free. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. You got to order some other stuff to get it for free. I felt like Vanna White there. (laughs) Did (laughs) you? All right. Uh, Special thank you to Scott for being on the show. Our closing song this week is by a group by the name of Bucci Shepherd. And the song's entitled Vertical. So listen, when life's throwing you a curveball, right, you don't want to go horizontal. You don't want to lay down. You want to go up. You want to go up, man. You want to get vertical. Here's Bucci Shepard with their song. You see, you want a revolution when the sun's right in. From the looks of the situation, your feelings unclear. Well, the stage is set for you to make a change, but nothing's going to happen when you choose to stay the same. Gonna make a play
why, my friends, when you're up against the wall, don't back down. Get vertical. Bucci Shepherd from the CD of the same name, Vertical. And you can pick up that CD and 11 more of his songs, as well as another CD of theirs, by visiting them at Amazon and just searching for Bucci Shepherd, B-O-O-C-H-I-E Shepherd. All right, a hearty thank you to my guest this week, illusionist Mr. Scott Wolf, for uh, clearing up some misconceptions about magicians and illusion and for sharing his experience, strength, and hope, what it was like, what happened, and what it's like today. Until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family, and we are wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty, meow. Yeah, kitty, 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 meow. <laughs> <laughs>